Welcome to the Open to Hope show. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria Horsley, with my daughter and co-host. Dr. Heidi Horsley. Well, Heidi, we got a, a special a show today because it's a person who's had multiple loss, but also she's a student of yours. She is. I'm excited to do the show with her because she has was in my class last semester, and I have her again this semester. And mom, she's no stranger to grief and loss. Um, we're going to talk to her today about how to embrace your life after multiple losses because she's had multiple losses in her life and she really wants to learn how to she's had the experience and now she wants to learn through her um, classes at Columbia how to professionally help others who have gone down this path and who've had the experience of loss. Wow well I know she lost a baby with a cord accident and then uh, a few years later uh, she lost her husband six years later of cancers and welcome to the show Jenna. Hi Jenna. Thank you. Hi, thank you. I'm, I'm happy to be here. I mean, I'll have to say where you are today, which is pretty amazing. Your husband died and your baby died and you're, you have a daughter, though, uh, mm -hmm. from your first husband. Yes. And she is how old? She's nine, nine and a half, going to fifth grade. Yeah. So, and then you've remarried and your husband has how many kids? He's got three kids. Okay. So, and you got a smile on your face. I do. Um, my... Um, I've always wanted a big family. My first husband and I, we tried so hard um, to have to have a big family. And, you know, this certainly wasn't the way I planned on it. But I, I smile when I talk about my children because I, I love having four children. Yeah. One, I have one, um, one daughter and three stepchildren, and they're just wonderful. Yeah. Now tell us, uh, you really wanted children and you had uh, a baby full term. We did. So um, I had a completely normal uh, pregnancy um, and I was a few days past due and um, we went into the hospital to be just be induced. We thought everything was normal. And when I got to the hospital and they did the first ultrasound to sort of check me in, there was no heartbeat. Oh, wow. Um, I, and I knew the second that they put that ultrasound machine, I didn't hear that or see that blood flow, I, I knew something was wrong right away. Oh, my gosh. It was scary. And, you know, I was talking to Jenna about this, and we've talked about this before, but you just don't expect anything to happen when you're that far along. You just assume that you're going to have a baby. Yeah. I mean, I was fully planning on my, I first of all, this was my first baby. I didn't know this had happened. No one in my family that I at least knew of and talked about had, had lost babies. Um, we really didn't even have, miscarriage wasn't common in my family and certainly not and preterm labor or stillbirth. So I, I just had no idea this could happen. So I actually, I went into complete shock and trauma one of the things I wanted to talk about is, is six years later, your husband was uh, diagnosed with a brain tumor? With, yeah, with stage four glioblastoma. And how long did uh, he live with the glioblastoma? He lived for two years. Um, the first year, he actually did quite well. He had a, a, very, uh, a surgery that went very well, and his um, chemo and other treatments went really well, and we, we did it as a team. We, he was being treated at Duke University Hospital, and we'd go down there um, just about every other week. And um, we had radiation in New York, and he went back to work. Um, things were great until we had to stop treatment for a little while for a complication, and then the tumor came back. 
Yeah. And, and um, so, and so you knew he was going to die before, or you did? Um, other people did. I, I did not believe he was going to die. I didn't believe he was going to die until long after he died. I'll be honest. <laughs> that was part of my journey. Was there any connect? between your baby's death and your husband's death? Oh, in, in my brain, they were all connected. And in between um, my first child, Madeline Rose, who is stillborn, and my husband's death, we also had two pregnancies that we uh, had to terminate for severe, severe medical reasons that were extremely, um, it was awful, horrendous, and devastating for us. As I said, we, we had tried. So I, in my, my mind and in my heart, all these losses were connected. All my babies, my husband, I was just losing one person that I loved after the next. And I was in a constant state of fear um, that somebody else that I loved was gonna die because it just seemed to just keep happening. Okay, now how did you get to where you are today? <laughs> how long did it take you to start to feel that hope again? Um, I would say, I, I will, so, there was some hope with having my child, Abigail, now who's living. So as scary as that pregnancy was, and as probably scared as I was for many years of her early life, um, having her absolutely gave me hope and will to live and gave me reason to live. And when my husband got sick, you know, the reason I had to keep going and not just be strong for him, be strong for her, try to be a somewhat happy person for her because she needs a healthy mother. Um, but honestly, the, the real work came after my husband died, probably about four months after he died, I finally found this a really wonderful, wonderful grief therapist. And I probably went into her office twice a week, every week for six months, and I just cried. But I had held in for eight years at that point, you know? Um, and that was a huge part of my healing. And through that finally letting my fear and the pain out and beginning to accept. I mean, I thought my daughter, I thought my stillborn daughter was coming back. I, I couldn't move past accepting they were dead. And finally just being able to grieve them, um, grieve their deaths and discover that I still wanted to live and not just for my living child, but for me, that was huge. That was, it was, it was, a, it was a pivotal point, but it was also a really long journey. Eventually, um, I started EMDR after. Um, oh, tell, tell people what that is. Okay. So, um, Heidi, you probably, I can't remember the technical term. I'm sure you know you could explain what the EMDR stands for and give more of a technical term if you want to say that. Is it rapid eye desensitization? Yes. Thank you, Cora. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, basically, it, how, why my, ther my grief therapist and I decided for me to do it was I'd worked through a lot of grief, but I hadn't worked through a lot of the trauma that I experienced. And I really couldn't move on as much as I, I got to a point that I wanted to live and I wanted to be happy, but I couldn't do it. Yeah. So the EMDR, it got to this part of my brain where that trauma was stored and the rest of that grief was stuck. And the, this idea that my loved ones were going to come back was stuck. And it helped me just move through those feelings and put them in the proper place in my brain and put them in the past and realize that, oh wait, this all happened to the past. I'm living in the present. I can have the present. I, I, li I like this, Jen, because it sounds like you were re-traumatizing yourself because you kept revisiting these memories and it was very intense yeah. emotionally. 
And the thing about EMDR, people get scared of EMDR because they say, are we going to forget? And I said, no, it's not about forgetting. But I like the way that you're describing it. Yeah. You put emotions in the right place and they're in the past. Mm -hmm. They're not in the present and they're not going forward. Yes, I mean, that was exactly it. Like, if I, Because if I would have flashbacks of delivering my dead baby or flashbacks of being with my husband when he died, how could I move on? How could I take my daughter her field day trip and be happier? I didn't feel like I could go on a date and actually connect to someone if I still felt like I was in the room with my husband when, when he was dying. So it, I had to find a way to almost make time make sense again, if that makes any sense, or put things in where they belonged in time. And um, so I, it was a lot of will and a lot of hard work, a lot of therapy um, and a lot of support um, through, with uh, grief groups and, and counseling. And um, I started going on some dates and I gotta say most of them were not so good. And then I was randomly introduced, I was introduced to my husband and my current husband. The moment I met him, I was like, oh, I didn't know that I could feel this again. How many years was it after your husband died? I'm sorry? How many years was it after your husband died? That you um, it was two years after my husband died. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I never thought I would, my husband, he was my soulmate, the love of my life, just the most beautiful human being, like, at, that anyone could ever meet. And I just thought no one could ever, but I'm sure, and I know many people feel this way. I'm not alone in that. You know, you don't think you could ever love again. You know, my, actually my current husband said something to me really amazing when I first met him, which he said, cause I was, we were very honest when we first met each other. And I said, I don't, I loved him so much. I don't know that I could ever love someone like that again. And he said, well, maybe you don't fall in love the same way every time. Uh, um, I love that. Well, and nice. he was right. I love that. And, and, and it needs to be the right person because Len was your husband that died, right? Yes. So you need to have someone, you need to reinvest in a new relationship, but also Len is still to a certain extent with you in a different way. And that person that you're with now needs to be not threatened by that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I actually was just talking to um, someone yesterday and I said one of the most wonderful things, there are many wonderful things about my current husband. But I said, one of the really wonderful things is that he doesn't feel threatened by my feelings my, for my first husband or my daughter's connection to him. We have pictures up in the house. We actually built a memorial garden in our backyard for oh, her and for me. Um, and he just, he's the most open heart. And I'm allowed, you know, I'm allowed to have room. Yeah, and my, what, a gift for your, what a gift for your daughter oh. that she to have memories of her father yes you know her biological father and that that's okay and that you're able to honor him but she's also able to re you know invest energy and time into her into this new man in your life one of the things that i wanted to touch on before we end this is the fact that you actually left the career you were in in the garment industry what yeah. were you doing there and you went back to school to get a degree in social work and you want to work in the area of grief loss, which is awesome because you have some wonderful tools to help people, your own experience and how you were helped and found hope again. Yes, I'm, I'm so grateful for the help that I found along the way. And actually this is part of my journey that's been hugely healing is it's making meaning. It's making meaning and giving and giving back to from with the losses that I had. I think it gives, it gives, makes me feel very connected in a real 
and healthy way to my daughter and to my husband who passed away and give some meaning to be able to give back to other people who are, who are suffering from loss and grief. So if I'm watching this and I've had some multiple losses, where do I start and what would you suggest? Oh, I would start by letting yourself grieve, letting yourself, it's so hard, but you have to let yourself feel the pain, but get help. Don't do it by yourself. It's, it's tremendous. It's tremendous, but you have to get through it to get to the other side. And there is, there's light at the end of the tunnel. There really is, you know, um, you know, there's, there's still beauty in this world, but you can't find it unless you also feel your loss too. I love that. There's beauty in the world and you need to feel your loss. Well, you've certainly done that. And we thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks everybody for watching the show today. And Heidi and I want to remind you always that if you've lost hope, please lean on ours until you find your own and God